Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Seasons greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I'm JP Mutter. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. JP, how you doing today, man? Man, I am doing fantastic. So we let you guys know, this week we are starting our rivalry week. Yes. One of the hardest things to say. Um, this song is JP pulling into Athens. Tennessee after his drive from Nashville okay. back home other than my town by Montgomery Gentry <laughs> which is probably the most complete polar opposite of this song no other song gets me more hype to pull off exit 52 okay. on I-75 than this masterpiece see the welcome to the friendly city sign and full disclosure I know I'm going to get kicked in the teeth on this because there's going to be thick. But this is like it's like my ch- it's like your child. Like you know, sometimes your child's wrong, but they're still your kid, and you're going to love it, and it's going to make you feel good. So on, let's play a little of "Home Sweet Home" by Motley Crue. But my heart's a gold I had a runaway high So I wouldn't come home, no Just when things went right It doesn't mean they were always wrong Just take this song And you'll never feel left all alone Take me to your heart Fill me in your bones just one more night And I'm coming on this Long and winding road I'm on my way I'm on my way Home sweet home Tonight, tonight I'm on my way I'm on my way Home sweet home Welcome, as we said, to <laughs> Rivalry Week, where one of us is going to tell you what makes this song great. Right, that's right. Why he thinks it's awesome, <laughs> and why you should, and why too. you should too. And the other us is the other one of us is going to tell you why this song is garbage, <laughs> why we hate it, and why you should too. So this is not our normal format for no. those of you guys that maybe just discovered us through Petra and your or whatever. <laughs> you're like, oh. I like Petra. I'll listen to the other side of the spectrum, yeah. which is the rock, uh, more secular version. Yeah. Um, this is norm. This is not normally how we do it, but once a season, uh, we do rivalry. Right. We, we, pick- sta- we started this back, I believe, in season four, if I'm not mistaken. Four uh-huh. or five. Something I think like so. That. And we did a. Uh, Actually, I think we started in season three. Three, maybe. First one okay. we did was Taylor Swift. Taylor and, Swift uh, and, Goo Goo and Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. And then I think it went Foo Fighters Grease, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then. American authors, uh-huh. um, how bizarre? How, OMC? No, no. Was that next? Uh, yeah, maybe you're right there. Yeah, maybe. American authors, how bizarre? Yeah. I think, and then Edwin McCain, Charlie Puth. 
Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. So, okay. So we, yeah, we might not have the order correct. But fully, those but are the people that we fought over. That's right. That's right. So we each pick one song a season that we go, I love this. You hate this. This is the hardest thing that we do. It is because we because like the same music. We agree on so much that to find something that we feel strongly in opposition against Absolutely. is difficult. So this is actually the hardest part of each season. Uh, and it's just hard for us to be like, ah, you suck. And, at we're, each not, other. and we're not mean. Gosh, like, no. Like, we don't, we have a hard time being mean about people in the music industry. That's right. And we're, both just really kind right. people. I still regret to this day. The very first thing we did on the show was called Mark Kona One Hit Wonder. I know. And I regret it to this day. I think it's kept <laughs> us from getting him as a guest right. on the show. Um, and and so, you know, I've learned to sort of not dial back criticism, but to at least be able to deliver it where it smells nice. You yeah. know what I mean? Bake it up, put some cinnamon on yeah. it, yeah. And, and whatever. <laughs> so for us to be just like straight up, this song is trash, is very difficult, except for on the Edwin McCain episode. Uh, that is, no, I'm just we uh it's funny that Rob talks we we don't really talk much about that first episode but you know not to say that we've gotten I don't want to downplay Mark but we've gotten b- artists that are notably bigger than him like I think we can say that in terms of like uh, uh, yeah as far as sure. worldwide fame like or whatnot said, yeah. um but as soon as we released that one I reached out to his person and he actually listened to the or, you know listened to the episode and I was like so excited I called Rob I was like hey I think we're gonna get Mark Cohn like super early this is like yeah. season one. And then we were like, man, we called him a what? <laughs> Just wonder. right out of the gate. And we have not been able to get him since. But that's a – we're trying to get that one. That's so. right. So – but to be fair, we've talked about this before. He had one top 40 hit on the Billboard Hot 100. One. Anyway, but we're not talking about Mark Cohn today. No. Why are we talking about Mark Cohn? We're talking about another MC, <laughs> Motley Crue. Motley Crue. That is M-O-T-L-E-Y-C-R-U-E. With an, with an umlaut. That's right. E. The, so, the crew. That's right. You've got the classic two, two rock and roll tropes going on here in the name alone. The classic misspelling, uh-huh. right, as in that started. It would be C-R-E-W. Right, if you're and the, the term thing. is like, look at this Motley crew. Uh-huh. you know what I mean? Look at this gang of ruffians. Uh, and uh, and so, but a lot of bands have intentional misspellings. I think we might have touched on this before. You've got your Def Leppards, you've got your Beatles, mm. your Monkeys. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? That I think feel like they were probably the ones that most notably started that trend of sort of an intentional misspelling sure. um, that was either a pun or just whatever um but it's been done by tons of rock bands over the years and then they've got what is known as i'll go ahead and get into it it's the last thing in my notes but we'll talk about it, it. the metal umlaut okay, okay? um an umlaut is a is what's called in literary terms a diacritic which is like um something that gets it's a it's a glyph that gets added to another character so you've got a so rob said diacritic and glyph and i'm lost <laughs> okay all right so let me try to explain so a letter is is called a, a glyph okay. right okay um like like hieroglyphics sure that okay. makes sense so and a diacritic or a diacritical mark is a is another glyph that gets added on top of another glyph so you think of like the 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 little thing that goes over the n in spanish words that makes it yep. go from n to a ny uh-huh. sound um and so an umlaut is uh is Typically, you see it over a U, sometimes an O, um, but it's the two little dots that goes over the U in Motley Crue. And it's been used by a lot of heavier bands. I don't know why, but when your brain sees it now, you associate it with with, rock. Yeah, with like a, you know, gruff rock. uh, Sweaty music. Yeah, it's like kind of goth. Uh-huh. You know, kind dark. of a, yeah, dark, whatever. And so it's sometimes used uh, gratuitously or decoratively over letters in the names of hard rock or heavy metal bands. For example, Blue Oyster Cult mm-hmm. 
has an umlaut over the O in mm-hmm. Oyster. Queensryche has an umlaut over the Y in Queensryche. Motorhead, Motorhead has mm-hmm. one over only the second O mm-hmm. in Motorhead. Um, the Accused has one over the U. Motley Crue has one over the U in Crew. And, uh, of course, Spinal Tap <laughs> has an umlaut over the N <laughs> in Spinal Tap. Not even over a vowel. It's upside down U. Yeah, there you go. It's upside down you. Uh, others include uh, green green jelly slash green jello. You remember they did uh-uh. little pig, little pig, okay, let, let me in. in. Yeah, okay. um, and they were originally called green jello, um, but it was they had the umlaut over the o, and it was still pronounced jelly. Okay, um, and then later <laughs> legally they had to change their name to green jelly, but they kept the umlaut over the y. Um, Husker Du, remember yeah. Husker Du? Mm-hmm. They have two. They have one over each U, each U. Husker Du. And here's one I forgot about that they have this, but they actually have a triple umlaut. Rusted Root. Do you remember? Okay. Send me on my way. Dun, dun, dun. Vaguely. Send me on my way. I think, now I could be wrong, but I, I know for sure that that song got used for several years in a car company's advertising, a rental car company's advertising. I don't know if it was Enterprise or not. It was either Enterprise or Is like it Hertz. Hertz. Yes, that's us. Okay, um, that, we play it on our hold music. Okay. I hear it all the time. Okay. I did not know that was rusted. That's root. rusted root. Yes, dude. Yeah, that's us. So they have a triple umlaut over the U in the word rusted. It's three that? three dots uh, over over that in rusted root. Um, so there we go. That's the metal umlaut which okay. you have in in the name Motley Crue. Home sweet home is from the 1985 album Theater of Pain. And the uh, greatest hits album from 2009, and there are actually two different versions. We'll talk. We'll talk a little bit about that in a second. It was written by Tommy Lee, Vince Neil, and Nikki Six. Um, there are two versions: one remixed with instruments added, which is technically called "Home Sweet Home 91." It was a re-release in '91. That is what we actually listened to. If you listen to the original, it's even worse because. <laughs> <laughs> because there are fewer instruments in it, not as thick. All right. Anyway, there are two. There are two versions: one with additional instruments and 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 one without. I'm not sure exactly after listening 100 what they are. Um, the original version went to number 89 on the Billboard Hot 100, number 39 on the mainstream rock track, uh, mainstream rock tracks chart. I say that weird every time, and number 51 in the UK. The 91 version went to number 37 on the Hot 100 and in the UK, and it went to number 41 on the mainstream rock chart. It was, the 91 version, the last Motley Crue song to reach the top 40 on the Hot 100. So the re-release was post, like, Dr. Feelgood mm-hmm. and uh, whatever the one, the other one was off that album. They had another hit off that on album. On Dr. Feelgood, Kickstart My Heart was on there. There you go, Kickstart My Heart, yeah. So after that, then they re-released sort of the grown-up version version of the video is very sort of more than words it's black and white uh vince neal is wearing like a suit with no undershirt like just you know the bare chested suit but he's still like swaying his hip it's it's really it's really weird but that one actually charted higher and was the last motley Crue song uh to date i mean they could still surprise us i suppose uh but not really um to hit the to hit the top 40 
Well, well since we've, I want to take a pause here for just a second, if okay. you can give me a break. So we've talked a little bit about the videos. The original video, yeah. I'm going to talk about it because I, I like it. It's got the, at the if, for, those, for those of y'all that haven't seen it, at the beginning, they all are answering their phones in different places, and they're like, I'm on my way, and like saying their things. Yeah. I think it's quirky, it's stupid, but it's fun. It's, it's, it's the same guy who hands them their phone in each shot. In each shot. It's an actor yeah. whose name I don't have. I don't, you have it? I don't know that He's kind of one of those just unique looking actors who's uh-huh. in, been in a bunch of B movies. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I, that piano intro, it doesn't bother me. It kind of gets me. And here's why uh, any guy can pretty much sit down and play that song. Like it's not complicated. It's not even really right. <laughs> but you can sit down and everybody's, you know, you'll get some, some points. Hey, Motley Crue. Um, I'm a dreamer too. Um, the, the first <laughs> drum hit when the sparks fly and there's fire okay. on the video that gets my inner arena rock going. Okay, big crowd, big stage, big hair. Yeah, like very. And yeah. I, I love all of that about the arena <laughs> rock. Harmonies are singable for normal guys. Mm. Like most harmonies in '80s glam or metal are through the roof. Yeah, think of Richie Sambora. Mm. Think of that stuff. Most normal guys get okay. Rob's bite in his lip. Can't no, no, sing no, that. I, no. But the harmonies are singable for that. Yeah. Um, pasty cymbals, girls rushing on stage. Vince Neil using the <laughs> mic like a guitar out front with Nikki Six and Mick Mars. I think is cool. Okay. I think that's a rock pose that I don't mind. The I'm just rapid firing things I like so that you could t- torch. The we'll we'll pause there. We'll pause there. Okay. Okay. S- take some shots. Okay. Er- so let me let me just respond first to the to the piano thing. Sure. Um. First of all, that piano note is an absolute fart. <laughs> that that sound is it, like it a little cheap. He, you know what I mean? Like, oh, we forgot, we lost the piano part. We're in Walmart. <laughs> find you find know the I mean? Casio. Yeah, find that one with all the green buttons on uh, it. <laughs> yeah, and just use whatever the first. It doesn't have weighted keys. It don't matter. Add, yeah, add, like, no, no, no. It's it's only got like thirty eight keys 38. on it. <laughs> They're like just punch all the effects buttons. <laughs> It just, you know That's what I mean? Um, Hall reverb, yes. yes. Chorus, yes. Absolutely. Like, yes. Electric piano, yes. Yeah. Level three, turn them all on. <laughs> uh, and and it this, okay, so your side of the coin is this this riff, uh, this piano part <laughs> uh-huh. is playable by anyone, yeah, right? It's, the, it's, a, it's a common man sure, piano thing. It's co- this is how I view it. It's relatable to the, like... I can be a rock star. Right. Like, JP, I can sit down and I can be a rock star yeah. right now. Okay. So, so Tommy Lee wrote the piano part to uh-huh. the song. That's why he's playing it in the video. He actually he actually wrote the piano and part. He plays it live every time. Yeah. Like, he's the guy that comes out and plays it. Okay. So, to me, I go, this sounds exactly like the song the drummer wrote. That is the piano part that the drummer wrote. You can hear Tommy Lee walking up and being like, dude, check this dope piano thing out. <laughs> I love that so much. He, That's such a good He <laughs> plays it, and he's really into it. He's like, he's like rocking back and forth and doing his, you know what I mean, uh, doing his shoulders and looking yeah. at you like, yeah. yeah. And his cute girlfriend is like, babe, it's so beautiful. I know. You know, and, and, <laughs> and you just know you're going to have to write something around it because he's going he's gonna to blow up if you don't. Yeah. He's going to leave the band That's if you right. don't do something with his pet piano <laughs> song. <laughs> So, but That's this sounds great. exactly like the. We level. did your stupid shout at the devil song. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. So this sounds exactly like the level of of piano part I would expect Tommy Lee to write. Okay. okay? Yeah. Um. 
And uh, okay, the <laughs> there is that one random crash symbol at the end. That's Let's hear prior. It. It's 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 confusing. I find the original, and it's every time I'm like, why did they put that in there? <laughs> in the intro. Oh, in the intro. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. it's sorry. it's. I don't remember where it comes, but I heard it, and I was like, why is that there? You know, I'm a true. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. Yeah, it's like a little, uh, like a little splash or something yeah, in there. A little, little something there. I don't know who plays that live because he's. Uh, and I don't think he has a symbol <laughs> set up. Um, never mind. I was about to make a Tommy Lee joke, and you're good. And you're good. You're good. Conceptualize a way that he might you're be good. able to play you're good. something while he's playing piano. On we go. I'm not going to talk about it. Go. I'm not going to dig into it. Yeah. But you can imagine on yeah. your own a yeah. way that Tommy Lee might be able to hey, play something while he's. No. Okay. All right. I'll cut that part. Probably. Maybe. We'll see. Um, let's see. Vince Neil as a vocalist is like fine uh-huh. I, I, to me. It's, he's never done anything to me that I go, yeah, he's got some cool moments. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, and his delivery on like shout at the devil is kind of cool. Dr. Feelgood. I will say Dr. Feelgood is a great song. Yeah. I love Dr. Feelgood. Um, but just in general, but the way he like in the middle of this ballad, he's like, just one more night. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't. That is too much, dude. We're I not he's, there. He's just trying to keep that's for him. That's not, for, I don't think that's for the audience. I think that's for him. A reminder. I'm still a rock star, even though I'm singing this Michael Bolton song. Right. Like I'm still a rock star. I think he got something in his throat. <laughs> I think yeah. he was mid recording and that it was the last take they had, yeah. you know, and he's like, <laughs> he's just singing just one more. Night. And then he like, gets it back. It. It's cool. Yeah, it's fine. It kind of, kind of sounded cool. Producer goes, he's really going, we're out of time. We're out of money. Yeah, but he right. goes, Oh no, 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 it's, it's fine. It's cool. Yeah. We yeah. Spent all the money on right, the guys, <laughs> we spent all the money on the video yeah. and like the sparks and the pyrotechnics. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, the chord progression on the chorus is the basic, Ninth grade rock band thing. Sure. We've all used it a million uh, times. It's flat six, flat seven, one, one yeah. right? Um, it, it, in combination with the piano part, it just makes this the most basic possible rock song. It's, it's, yeah, it's you know what I mean? Because that's the the like the most basic thing you can do on piano is sit down and do that like dropping chromatic thing where the top of the chord doesn't move and you but keep, the but the bass keeps moving uh-huh. you know what i mean um in in that just basic what do you call it like first position chord where it's just root fifth third uh-huh. you know what i mean it's just yuck gag me with a spoon and so it's just it, it it plays into this sort of perception that i have about motley crew which is and this is maybe controversial um, but maybe not. I, if big Motley Crue fans are gonna are gonna take umbrage with me on this, Motley Crue has always seemed to me fake. Okay. Um, they have never seemed like the real tough rock band that they sort of portray themselves as the bad boys. Uh-huh. I feel like they are um kind of plastic okay. in that regard. And I, and I and I always have. I've never thought those guys are bad. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like I've just I've always thought those guys are playing bad. Uh-huh. And you know whatever. And I realize they've all have their like you know okay yeah they trash hotel rooms and they've all been arrested for one thing or another. But it's like drugs or car accidents mostly. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and so I guess I guess Tommy Lee. I just don't feel like I don't feel like any of these guys win a fight. Okay. You know what I mean? When they're trying to be like, 
yeah, and I kick things, yeah, and and I just don't. They have always, you know, smoking in the boys' room is one of the weakest attempts okay, at rock I, and roll I have ever heard in I my don't, life. I will go on record. I don't like smoking in the boys' room. It's, like I can say that I like my, and that's one thing that makes me like this song so much more is I'm like. I'm not passionate about smoking in the boys' room, yeah. but I like this song, yeah. which makes this song stand out. It actually bumps it up a notch for me because I'm not all things crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's things right. I like, but I just am – if you give me Poison, Bon Jovi, you know, I'm going to prefer their sets. Mm-hmm. I would much rather go see a Poison show. Mm-hmm. I would much rather go see a Bon Jovi show. But this song for me is in the top – pantheon if that makes sense which sure. makes this song it gives me a notch there for it's that. a brighter bright spot for you mm-hmm. than some of the others yeah. i i would say like um you know poison has the one um that to me gives off the same vibes as smoking in the boys room and poisons was a cover uh what what well, is it the smoking in the boys room is a cover too okay it's, it's a cover okay. of the brownsville station song there, they okay, did it originally okay so. okay so they both have then a cover which is interesting to me because um uh, Poison did Your Mama Don't Dance, Your Mama Don't Dance, right? And they're both the same. That mm-hmm. sort of same like concept, fifty shuffle Bub- feeling, bubbly bubblegum. Yeah, and, and I think they're both terrible. Mm-hmm. I think they're both. I guess they don't regret that they did them because they they financially were hits for them, kabam. but they mm-hmm. did. But like to me, it's like. That's not rock and roll. Mm-hmm. You should not have done that. You can say that those songs were influences on you. You could do a, an acoustic version in your live set somewhere, you yep. know what I mean, to pay tribute if you want to do that. Don't try and cover it and play like it's big boy rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. You know I, what I mean? I understand. So I'm not going to defend that. Okay. Which, but that helps me gain a point here on the song because I like the song. Okay. Um, Mick Mars, to me, is the Mickey Mantle of hard rock. And let me tell you why. Wow. This guy's in tons of pain. Looks like death all the time, <laughs> but goes out there and leaves it on the field every day. Plays through pain. Yeah. I'm sure he's had tons of painkillers, but that's okay. Like, he's, he's playing through the pain. Yeah. He's the Mickey Mantle of hard rock. You know, it, it, I mean, he went through so much to get here from the alien planet that he was, <laughs> that he was born on. That's good. That's funny. You know, you kind of have to give him props. He, came <laughs> he learned in, the language. He, he learned the language. <laughs> He learned to play guitar, you know, in, yeah. in after, you know, I'm sure in his in his spacecraft <laughs> he, he had a different alien instrument sure. that we're probably not ready for it's, on yeah, earth, you know what I mean? Yeah. But but he adapted his sensibilities <laughs> to learn human music, it's which awesome. is pretty impressive because I think his I th- if I recall correctly from their documentary, um from their from their from their biopic, The Dirt, uh I think his native um Music on. was was more like a <laughs> and 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 um most just just grunts and body sounds to make the music. So the, the fact that he was able to learn guitar is fairly impressive. Yeah. I'll get I'll give him that. Um, I feel like, well, let's do this. Let's. I don't want to tie in too much of the meet the band till we play the meet the band jingle and actually meet the band, and then you can continue trashing okay. on the band as we go. All right, absolutely. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Hey! All right, so let's meet the band of Motley Crue uh, that played on Home Sweet Home. On vocals, Vince Neil, most notable with the crew, but had a solo album called Exposed with Steve Stevens, uh, Billy Idol, and another project called Carved in Stone with his backing band being Slaughter. So he did some stuff with Slaughter. Wow. Um, He's been married and divorced four times. I mean, he's a Motley Crew, uh, but the last one was officiated by MC Hammer. There you go. They did that uh, that show together 
what was it called? The Real Life? I think so. Uh, or The Sur- Surreal, Surreal Life. Life. Yeah, The Surreal Life. And that was actually, I watched that first whole, I think I watched the whole season of that. Okay. Because it was like a sort of a Big Brother reality show where they, it was the real world mm-hmm. with celebrities. Mm-hmm. And they had in a, in the same uh, house, I should have looked up that cast. And he married one from that cast, right? Oh, or, did he? I think so. Okay. I think oh, yeah. And so they they like all, I remember they, they all one Sunday went to, uh, Hammer's church because he was preaching at a, uh-huh. like an AME church in LA or something at that point, and they all went to they all went to church. And Vince has this like moment, and he you know he's like I think they I think they even had like special prayer in the service for Vince and you know something like that. And so he he you know he kind of has a moment. And he's like you know for the first time that night I prayed for the first time in years, and you know blah 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 blah. Um, and then they also had this moment where like <laughs> they were having a party, something catered in at at the house. And they had um, they had a like a sushi bar brought in, but it was all on this girl. It was like a girl who was wearing a bikini, <laughs> okay. and the sushi bar was laid out on top of her. And everybody was like, "Yeah, cool." And Hammer was like, "I'm out." Like, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna, "I'll be in my room." You uh-huh. know what I mean? I can't. This is That's not not the thing that I can at least be seen doing. Exactly. You know, whatever. I'm on definitely on camera, and I know it. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not having this right now. So. Um, that's what I remember about that though. I got it. I, I wish I could remember who all was on that. I want to say like Simon Rex or somebody from MTV yeah. was anyway. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, um, most recent controversy in 2016 and 17, he had a fan approach him for an autograph and he pulled her to the ground, uh, by her hair and Nicholas Cage actually tackled him. What? So yeah. So anyway, that's the most recent controversy. So for you to say <laughs> that it's fake, that's rock star. This guy's 94 years old. <laughs> He's out there still trying to live the rock star life. He pulled a fan pulled down a by fan her hair and ground. Nicolas, Nicolas Cage, Cage tackled him. Saved the day. Saved the day. Like wow. true all national treasure. <laughs> Nicolas Cage, that guy. Uh, Mick Mars, we talked about him on guitars. He actually came up for the name Motley Crew, and he's been running uh, with some Motley-looking crews and whatever. He sure. said, uh, changed his name from Robert Deal to Mick Mars, yep. dyed his hair black, stopped playing blues, and became uh, you know, a self-described, this is what he said he wants to be known as, a loud, rude, aggressive guitar player. That's right. I think that's pretty accurate. I've, black nails. Um, go ahead. It's just I think he is. Uh, I think what I read was that's actually how he described himself. He he posted a um, you know how like you go into Guitar Center or whatever or or, or um, Sam Ash Sam Ash or wherever, and they have a, a bulletin board you know up by the bathrooms, and mm-hmm. it's like you know seeking lead singer for whatever band. He posted a thing of himself. That said, loud, rude, aggressive guitar player available. Oh, that's pretty and that cool. was sort of how he marketed himself, that's you funny. know, from the beginning. Uh, he I'm, probably didn't know how to do it the right way, <laughs> not being from Earth, you know. I, I actually met Mick Mars. Have okay. I told you this story? No. I might have. Okay, so I'm at the airport. Uh, me and me and my wife Kayla are about to get on a flight, and I look over and I'm like, "Babe, that is Mick Mars." And she's like, "Who?" I'm like, "Mick Mars from Motley Crue." And I was like, pull him up on your phone and just verify uh-huh. that that's him. And she's like, okay, you're right. That's definitely him. You know, nobody looks like that guy. Right. So he's he's old, and he looks like – He's de- always looked old. He's always looked old, yeah. but this is recent to Mick Mars. So, I mean, he- it took him like 8,000 light years to get here. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's standing, and then he just sits down in front of the ticket booth and is like leaning up. I'm like, that guy can't stand. Uh. But I'm like, I'm going to meet Mick Mars. Are you kidding? I'm so close. You crawl so, over to so him. So I <laughs> – so I'm like, I need to find the right time. So I'm like, I'll just meet him on the plane. So he'll be seated, and it won't be everybody rushing up to him. Mm-hmm. So he's one of the first people they escort on. They help him on. He's with this young girl that helps him on. 
And uh, he gets on the plane, sits down, and so I'm like, okay, I got to find him. So I come walking in, I catch him right as I'm walking through. I'm like, I got, I got this. So I'm, I sit down so that everybody can get on the plane and I don't stop the plane. Uh-huh. Um, once everybody's seated and we're in the air, I come up and I'm like, Mick, I don't mean to, you know, I hope I'm not bothering you. I'm just a huge fan. And I would like to get, if you don't care, to just sign something for me. And all I had was my plane ticket. Uh-huh. And and the girl that's with him, like, okay, okay, what's your name? And I'm like, JP. And I hand him my plane ticket. And he signs to Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, here you go, Stacy. And back to me, whatever it is, I'm like, whatever, close enough. So in my case, I'll show you when we get up here. Over there, I have an autographed Mick Mars to Stacy. <laughs> Close enough. So that is Mick Mars. And Listen, hey, it's, you go do you, sir. It's, you know, it's hard. These human languages are difficult. <laughs> that adds to Rob's, uh, like, to Rob's theory. Yeah. yeah. So two well, Stacy. I was going to say, so I'm sure there's every chance that he was, he was probably, you know, out of his mind on something at that point. And, um, I'm sure the girl's name was Stacy, right? Yeah, it's and he true. he and she handed it to him and said, "Sign this." Uh-huh. And he, okay, here you go, Stacy. You know, whatever, just, right? Like it's just, yeah, that's yeah. funny. So, I was gonna say that, like, I, I was gonna make a joke, but your thing was better. <laughs> <laughs> but I was gonna say that, like, he, that, like, you know, he grew her, he grew that assistant girl yeah. in a pod <laughs> in in the back of his good. house from his good. alien something. Yeah, I don't know. Good. He uh, does stuff with Pop Evil, Hinder, Evanescence, so he's still out, like, he's still relevant. Um, I he's a good guitar he's player. He's a good guitar player. Here's the thing that I'll tie in with him being a good guitar player. I don't remember anybody ever as a guitar player saying, I want to be Mick Mars. Like, can you think True. of any Mick Mars fans? Yet, he's the lead guitar player in one of probably the top three hair metal glam like bands glam of the yeah. 80s. Mm-hmm. And I don't, he kind of flies under the radar. Like, nobody, a lot of y'all may not even know his name, so... Heck, Caleb, who's married to a guy that loves that kind of music, is like, who? Who are you talking about? Yeah. Like, it's not like I talk about him on the regular. Um, he struggled with, I hope I get this right, ankylosin spondylitis since age 17, which, as I mentioned, caused him through play-through pain most of his life. Like, he gets out there, and he is in pain all the time. Still keeps playing. So I've seen him playing, um, I've seen him playing Kramer's, B.C. Rich, An occasional Les Paul. Okay, that's what you think of if you think of somebody in that era. But his favorite is simply a Fender Super Strat with a Floyd Rose. Okay. How many metal guitar players say, just give me a Super Strat? Yeah. Or how many glam players? No, you want the the BC Rich. You want the ugly, like... Give me the black pointy thing. Exactly. The black pointy thing. A Jackson. Something like that. Yeah. Um... And, you know, it's not really metal-looking, but Teach is on right, so that's his, yeah. his year. On bass, Nikki Six, um, in a band called Sister with Blackie Lawless, who went on to form Wasp, formed Brides of Destruction in 2002 with L.A. Guns, with Tracy Guns, or should I say the guitar player that Slash replaced in Guns right. N' Roses. Yeah. Um, he's Italian, as his father's from Tuscany. I feel like Nikki uh, would be in a glam mafia. Like, okay. if they made it. So him being Italian makes sense for me. Formed <laughs> Motley Crue with Tommy Lee. Uh, it's funny to me that the bass player and the drummer formed a metal band. Like yeah. mm. when you think metal, you've got to have your vocalist and lead guitar, and guitar player. That's right. That's who I think would form. But the drummer and the bass player, um, I love that. Uh, he plays a Gibson Thunderbird. I mean that that's Great his bass. Love yeah, that. it's two thousand six. Or excuse me, in two thousand three, Gibson actually produced the Nikki Six signature Blackbird. Okay. Um, he married uh, Brandy Bant. Uh, he's been married multiple times too. I think three or four times. But she's the girl in Love in an Elevator for Aerosmith. No kidding. Um, then Donna Derrico dated Kat Von D. Uh, these crew boys like the ladies. Yeah. 
And that's a great segue into Tommy Lee. So, sure. Uh, drums and we'll say piano. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had a famous storyline with Pamela Anderson. We'll just leave it in that. He was born in Athens, Greece. Okay. So there we go. So a little Athens tie-in. Okay. Grew up listening to Zeppelin and Van Halen. Um, he had a sh- he has a show with Ludacris on the Discovery Channel called Battlefield Earth. Really? So him and Ludacris have a show on the Discovery Channel. What's it about? Do it's you know ba- Battlefield it's, Earth? I think they just talk about Earth and planets. It's on the Discovery Channel. Okay. I don't, All right. So look it up. I haven't. Weird. Um, also married four times. Pamela Anderson, Heather, Pamela Anderson. I get tongue-tied. Pamela Anderson, Heather Locklear, one of Prince's exes. Um, he used to use Pearl and Tama drums with Pacey cymbals. Uh, now he uses simply uh, DW and Zildjian. So... That's that's the beat the band section. Okay, all right. He has um, he has probably the least good song from one of my favorite <laughs> video game soundtracks. Okay, um, my I think my favorite video game of all time is Dave Mira BMX okay. Two. Okay, for the Nintendo GameCube. Okay, um, and I've bought that game probably three times, either <laughs> okay. for GameCube, like had a GameCube, then you know sold the GameCube or whatever. Later, um, bought. An old PS2 uh-huh. for like five bucks, yeah. just to buy Dave Mirror BMX and play it again, uh-huh. and then later ended up getting another GameCube, buying it again. Uh-huh. Um, and so I love, I love that game, um, and it's like one of those things that just instant muscle memory. And our, and our it, lunch it break, we'll play, uh, yeah. we'll play Dave Mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, and so it has a good soundtrack, and you hear it a lot. It's got Ozzy. It has like some forty one. It's got mm-hmm. Rage Against the Machine or whatever, and it's got a Methods of Mayhem okay. song on it. That is Tommy Lee's. It was like his one of his side, side projects. Project. Yeah, um, and it's it's terrible. I mean, it's <laughs> no good. Um, and I don't know if he's doing vocals or I think he's doing some vocals on it. It's just not good. <laughs> anyway, okay. So this is kind of Home Sweet Home is kind of one of the early hard rock power ballads sure if that makes sense yeah it was like not yet fully cool for a hard rock band to do a full-on ballad you had like stairway to heaven Mm -hmm. which was ballad and then it turned into this big rock thing you know what i mean um but it's not yet bed of roses or always by bon jovi yet yes it's not always and so another one that rob it was among the first of those Uh where it's like you know this is i'll read this from from ultimateclassicrock.com Looking back, Nikki Six argued they weren't the first to pull the fast band slows down trick, but their profile at the time meant the risk was significant. Yeah. Quote, it's interesting how a song resonates with an audience, but that definitely doesn't always resonate with business people, he said. They look at things like Aerosmith and they go, oh, this is your first record. You don't want to have a ballad on it. But Dream On was the song. That was the jewel of that first Aerosmith record. Home Sweet Home is such a jewel in our career, just as Stairway to Heaven is for Led Zeppelin. First of all, (laughs) stop yourself. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It, it like you know that there's that thing that goes around on the internet all the time that's like one gotta go and it'll show you four pictures of yeah. something and it's like you know macaroni and cheese mashed potatoes yeah. you know whatever spinach like dream and on stairway rolls. to heaven home sweet home yeah. <laughs> like come on dude come i know our, i know our place in that I, as much yeah. as i'll fight for it there's certain holy ground that you don't try yeah you just don't, don't do that certain, it's certain territory you it's don't like try it on. Yep. exactly it's like you know uh it's it's like i kind of see this as my beethoven's ninth 
Jones, you know, <laughs> like, no, you come on. This is, yeah. you know, you know, the same, it's got that same um, importance, you know, yeah. as that. Um, but I will say it's interesting that he mentions dream on because I want you to hear um, mostly what I hear in the chorus when uh, Vince is singing between the lines. Tonight, tonight, oh, 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 oh. He listened to what the rest of the band is doing. Essentially, the rest Vocally of the band or playing. No playing. Okay. The rest of the band essentially is playing a fill from Dream On. Okay. Here we go. I'm on Now, hear me. Let's go to Dream On for a second. Right here. It's the exact same rhythm, 100% exact same rhythm, and mostly the same Good ear. That's awesome. I've never even made that connection. They're really, really, really pulling from that that riff. Um, And it's probably done intentionally as, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I trust Motley Crue enough to do it as an homage mm-hmm. or just try and rip it and get away with it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But his his vocal really covers that up, but it's that's that's what it is yeah, you know, good underneath there. Um, Nikki Six also argued in a different interview that, uh, quote, bands didn't have a power, power ballad and MTV as a vehicle to have a hit. After Home Sweet Home, every band had the one ballad that came mm. as their second or third single, which is kind of true. Six yeah. reflected that while the song threw Motley Crue into the mainstream, none of us had the foresight to see that. You can kind of, because it did become sort of part of the formula. Yeah. And the video helped. Uh, the original video helped because it shows uh, it's got a lot of like slow motion stuff mm-hmm. on stage, camaraderie, you know, yeah. getting sweaty guys hugging each other. Behind the stage, walking on the stage, yeah. pointing to the crowd, yeah. all that. It, yeah. it, the video kind of tricks you into thinking this might be something good. Uh-huh. You know, it's yeah. it's like it because it makes you smile and sort of what, and, I, and I've learned to sort of, hedge around this when we do these rivalry episodes but it's sort of how you used to play me uh, in those first rivalry set, set episodes. You up, yeah that's right you would get me saying <laughs> yes to a lot of things smiling uh, laughing about a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah. or saying oh so you do like that uh, right yeah and so that i've by- used all my tricks this is just we just got to go music talk here I, I'm, I'm sales tricked out <laughs> <laughs> so i i, I kind of feel like the video sort of sort of does uh, that you know that's good um Let's see. I got to mention, um, this has nothing to do with Home Sweet Home, but I don't know when I'm going to get to mention it again. Have you seen the thing of Vince doing Kickstart My Heart live in the last couple of years? Uh-uh. That it's like he's, it, first of all, I, you know what? I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Vince is not who he was, uh-huh. okay? Yeah. Physically or vocally, sure. he's not who he was. When they're doing Kickstart My Heart, He's barely getting the words out, okay. and and the words are almost unintelligible at times. <laughs> and so somebody went in and and basically put like captions on it. You know uh, what I mean? And change the words. And, and, be- yeah, and change just to what it sounds like he's saying, uh-huh. not what he's actually saying. And it's not most of it. I don't think is even is even English. It's just like syllables that come uh-huh. out. You know. And so instead of kickstart my heart, it comes out kista mahaha, <laughs> and it's so funny, dude. Kistar kista mahaha. You know what I mean? And it's it's really That's funny. Fun. If you haven't watched that yet, I'll have to check that out. What, what you, you can watch it between episodes or whatever. But um, yeah, if you haven't seen that, go check it out. Look for just it. Literally, I think I'm going to type in Key Star 
Mahaha. Yeah. So if you just type K E E S T A, YouTube will fill in the rest. Okay. Kista Mahaha. Um, let's see. One more. Um, I'm going to give one more dig and then an interesting note. Okay. Uh, to, I got a couple to close out. Okay. I got one or two things. Okay. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Covers. Have you looked up any of the covers? So uh, really. oh. I thought the cover that I would like would be by Carrie Underwood. Yeah. I'm a Carrie Underwood fan, and that's probably the most popular. Justin Moore, country mm-hmm. singer. Did you listen to his cover? I've not. It's a, I would recommend watch the video. Um, I like the guitar over the piano um, on the O's. I think it sounds good. And the backing vocal, the backing vocals on that. Do you see who it was? It's Vince, mm. it's Vince Neil. Uh, oh, okay. So the video is basically Motley Crue, all four of them walking down Broadway in Nashville to all my by all my favorite places. Yeah. The stage. Um, they go into Layla's, and Vince actually comes up and accompanies him on stage. Okay, super cool. Play a little of the Justin Moore version, uh, just so y'all can hear it. I, I like it. Huh. And it's gonna sound like a country song with. You rock. know I'm a dreamer. Wow. But my heart's of gold. Like he's a country singer. I wow. <laughs> Was not. So I wouldn't come home. I expected like a just when things went right. Like he's wow. southern. Oh, he's, I expected like a 21 year old uh, pop country mo- singer. Modern country, yeah, no. And you'll never be left. The guitars sound great on this production. Though. Oh, I bet they do. Dude, at the end, it's amazing. So that's Vince up high? That's Vince is doing the backing vocals. He even does the part at the end with him. Okay. But the guitars, man. I'm on my way. I'm That's Vince right there. Yeah, sure. Interesting that he went changed the melody. Yeah. He, home sweet home instead of home sweet home. I'm on my way. There he, okay, there he there, is. He went back and hit it there. I'm like, you can't scroll, change Scroll to the end real quick just to hear the guitar stuff at the end. Okay, first of all, I got to say, I got to say twice he's done this in a minute and 22 seconds. That is a, that is a um, Neil Sean solo riff he's playing. Okay. Okay. It is the riff from the beginning of the solo on When You Love a Woman uh-huh. by Journey. That is the beginning of that. He's played it twice now. That's right. Yeah, you're right. You know that I've seen. Anyway, they do something cool at the end of okay, guitars the guitars that I like. I mean, that's country rock. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this too like, they do some other riffs and stuff. One of the things I also like about this that's applicable to me. I talked about how the piano part's playable. The solo is playable, too. Oh, yeah. It's not super... Even the fast parts aren't super fast and difficult, yeah. and it's mainly bends mm-hmm. and stuff. So that's another thing I really like about yeah. the original and most covers. That's kind of cool. It's got those that real compressed Nashville yeah, snare. Dude, and, yeah, dude, uh, yeah. I, I, okay, that was kind of cool. I was not, I was not expecting his voice. Uh, country, yeah, kinda, it's, a, it's a country cover. Interesting note about the Carrie Underwood cover it her version actually charted higher 
than the Motley Crue. Oh, version. I didn't know that. It went to number twenty one okay. on the Billboard Hot one hundred. Wow. The Carrie Underwood version. So hers charted higher than either one, either wow. time that they released. That's crazy. It, uh, which is the 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 power of Carrie Underwood. Yeah. I, I don't think I realized to that degree that she could put out a cover of Home Sweet Home no. and it almost cracked the top twenty. I know. In the, in the, Everything she touches is gold, right? For real. Weird. I'll just say this. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back because I don't want us to let the Justin Moore version Cloud. make us forget <laughs> how the original sounded. Okay. I want you to listen to this again as awful CCM rock. Okay. If this was CCM, you would hate it. You know I'm a dreamer. And so would everyone else. Yeah. But my heart's a if it stopped there, maybe. You would just go, this guy can't sing. <laughs> it sounds awful. You'd go, these lyrics are terrible. But nobody in CCM in the 80s is going to come in with as thick drums and guitar as this. So, I mean, people would be close. But. It'd just be like, you know, it would be about the prodigal son. <laughs> You know, just no, it's, it it sounds like bad CCM, a bad CCM rock song. All right. I got one more other note here that I found really interesting. I've got to stump the genius too. Oh, let's do it. Okay. Let's play play stump the genius real quick. Stump the genius, stump the genius, stump the genius. I take your part. All right, we're gonna play Stump the Genius. Since his name is Nikki Six, I was trying to find a way to think of a Stump the Genius um, with numbers in the name. Okay. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've got seven artists. I'm trying to think how long that I'll have to play each song before he'll get it, um, or if I should just do. Because I want this is one that I'm cheering for you. Okay. I'm going back to try to even out the rivalry. Right. Uh, most of the stumps I'm trying to stump. This one I'm cheering for Rob. I think you'll go seven for seven okay. on this band. Um, I'm going to give you, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you 10 seconds max of each song. I don't think you'll need all 10. Let's, okay, let's do this. I'll give you seven seconds of each song. Okay. If you know it and tell me to stop, I'll stop it okay. and you can carry those seconds to another artist. Oh, okay. So okay. that'll help you. <clears throat> all right. Um, so, so the I- quicker you get it, um, I'm naming the song or the artist? The or artist. Okay, the artist. The oh, okay. artist. Okay. So seven seconds max. If you don't make it, you're done. Okay, is there any... The, and these have these songs have numbers in the title? No or the, songs. The bands? the bands have numbers in the title. Okay, okay. So, and I think you're going to go seven for seven. I'm cheering for you. All right, here we go. So let's, uh, let's start it. That's Matchbox 20. Matchbox 20. Okay, and that just took a couple seconds. One for one. Here we go. Um, you know, Maroon 5. Maroon 5. Okay, okay doing good. Look, uh, I blocked him out. Three doors down. Three doors down. Killing it. I would swallow my pride. Oh, Eve Six. Eve Six. Love yeah. that song. Love that song too. Tupac. Tupac. Okay. All right. Got plenty of time. Two left. Four non-blondes. Four non-blondes. This one might be the toughest for those of y'all out there, but you got plenty of time. Here we go. Seven Mary Three. Seven Mary Three with yeah. the double cumbersome. There with cumbersome. Good stuff. Great job, Rob. Love that song. Killed Stump the Genius uh, Numbers Edition. Yeah. That was awesome. Man, That's gosh. Cool. I used a lot to of listen good stuff that. thrown in there with a little uh, Eve Six, a little Seven Mary Three. I used to listen to that Seven Mary Three track a lot. I loved it. I was well on my plane. It's not as good as I treated it. Yeah. Uh, but I still love to hear it. 
So I uh, that's one of those. I saved all my trip, all my tricks for the end, so that Rob left in a good note. Yeah, a good that's spirit. right. Oh, I that's did right. great. I got seven for seven. This is fun. <laughs> home right. sweet home. We're friends again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I think that's all I've got. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm out of of Motley Crue research. I know I haven't read the autobiography. I haven't seen the dirt. I, I started the dirt and I watched like four minutes of it. It's like I cannot watch this. Is it bad? It's like the first four minutes is one of the like edgiest things i've ever seen oh like, well, it's you just mean it's dirty production like value. it's dirty and i was like i really want to research this but if it if the whole movie's like this like it's filth so <laughs> was it what did it come on netflix uh yeah it's on a streaming service it's on a streaming service i don't remember which one it wasn't I think on netflix. like vh1 like it would have been if it were 2003 sure, yeah yeah no it was it was on a streaming service and everybody was i remember when everybody's hype about it coming out like yeah. motley Crue's coming out and um, I just watched it. Well, started it a few weeks ago because I knew we were doing this, and yeah. I was like, I can't, I can't watch it. <laughs> Not gonna make it. Not gonna make it, guys. All right. Well, then uh, here's where you get involved. Let us know on socials who you side with. Is is Home Sweet Home a classic, or is it garbage, or is it somewhere in between? Let us know how you feel on all the social platforms at Great Song Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let us know who you side with. Uh, who gets who gets your vote for this uh, this week of Rivalry Week? Uh, if you want to go further, here are the two ways that you can do that. Join our Facebook group, which is great songs and the great people who love them greatly. Or you can just go to facebook.com slash groups slash great song pod. Join there. We do a lot of fun stuff every week. We're throwing out random things and memes and funny stuff. And that's, that's probably the way to interact with us the most. Um, if you want to go the extra mile and support the show, be a producer, help us make the thing, then you can go to patreon.com slash great song pod and support the show that way. If you decide to do that, then we can give you some goodies like extended bonus episodes, ad free, early release, all the things, all the things that we can do to, to say thank you and express our gratitude uh, for helping us be a part of making the show. We'll do that over on Patreon. If you don't want to do any of that, that's fine. Just thanks for the, listening. If this is the only episode you've ever heard and you never tune into another one, <laughs> hey, you know what? Thanks for stopping by. It's been we, great to have you. We really appreciate it. Do let us know what you think about Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue. We hope to hear your opinions. And I'll tell you, if you like Motley Crue and you like the rivalry of Motley Crue versus Poison, there's a Poison episode, but it's only on Patreon. It is only on Patreon. That's so true. we gave that as our first uh, Patreon giveaway. We did. That's so right. if you want to hear all things Poison, we talk about Richie Kotzen and that guy. That's right. Lots of Richie Kotzen. Okay. We'll be back with Rivalry Week Part 2 for Season 8 of the Great Song Podcast next week. And uh, we'll see if we we'll, – we'll switch sides and we'll do a song that I love. JP absolutely cannot, cannot stand. Dis- cannot stand it. And, uh, and we'll see how that goes and see how you, who you side with next week. Until then – I'm Rob. I am JP. Go listen to some music.